S O I T sit sit back D R I drink some C O drink some coffee P R E pretend U R in a C O coffee coffee house pretend you're in a coffee house we we will and we have a M I mix of S P I R spiritual and P O L political and F O folk. That would be us. <laughs> we have I'm Deborah Crooks. I'm Kwame Copeland. This first song is called Joy. There's a gypsy girl riding a mystery bus A tidal king hitching Cali or bust The man on the street says love is all there is The moon confirms it's the age of Aquarius Joy, they're going out to find it Joy, 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 joy Cloudbusters are getting the car. Both need a little moonshine and a barn dance bright star. Tell me where you are.
roses look and they've got miles to go. He wants to go fast, she says, go slow. Take the keys, baby, just take the lead. Give another reason to believe. Joy, they're going out to find it. Joy, 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 joy. Joy, don't you never mind it. Joy, joy. song is called Adding Water to the Ashes. I can see you standing by the doorway, barefoot and angry and graceful the same. You knew things and I couldn't yet tell the touch of earth. And music always filled your house And I remember there about living No, the past is just the past I've gone back to that old fire And I'm adding water to the ashes I made a cross out of my love I'm smudging my forehead to erase my doubt I'm adding water to the ashes Madden water to the ashes Sometimes candles all you need The cry of a rooster, a marigold seed The belief in something being born I know Just to be close 
song's called Falling. has um frank created his own channel on lover oh okay and he picks the stuff he likes and he oh. only plays it on his channel so he just he's just picked you why thank right. you frank you write it down Mikey. Right. song's called believe thank you so much that's awesome 
say you don't know where to take this So I'm sitting still Getting back to that son of a Heck, the whole wide world Things can get kind of shaky. There's an earthquake yesterday. Right around the time you were leaving, taking off across. Scattered showers, mostly clear skies. As a forecast, as you are waking me with a kiss. I was just thinking that's a kind of alarm I like. This weather is close to bliss. I will. Mission Blues, Mr. Copeland. <laughs> My uh, grandma came to the Mission District in San Francisco in the 30s, so uh, you'll recognize if you know the Mission in San Francisco, some of the street names.
get up my daughter is crying gotta wash up just to prove I'm trying all I know is I gotta give get up in the morning and give steam engine carry Across this land, everyone came before said California was best. Big ocean, big sky, fresh fruit for the pot. Orange sun setting in the west. Train rocking, my daughter is crying. Gotta get up just to prove I'm trying All I know is I gotta give Get up in the morning and get Alabama, Florida, Gotta get back to that big easy Cause few things are stronger than blood Alabama, Florida, Hampshire, earthquake, storm, and love. Strange language took me years to get from mouths of strange faces staring through those doors. land and everyone hopes they'll score but there's never much money my daughter is crying gotta get up just to prove I'm trying all I know is I gotta get here Get up in the morning and get Alabama, Florida, Hampshire Earthquake, storm and
next song is called Someone Needs You Now. These are on a CD you may have. I think you have at least one of my EPs. It's called Land's End. You always sit in at the edge, just dying to jump in. And I didn't know where I was going. Even then A big wide ocean And a mile of sand It all came down to that cliff In the end Cause he was just going to buy some So he said, 
but he drove as far as he could and he stared out over that a big wide ocean and a milestone in that moment yeah he felt too alone sip of this great mint tea. Yes. I had my coffee earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so did Frank. Yeah, lots of good coffee around this time. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey is our premium espresso maker. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. The man with the blue glasses. Does he roast his beans as well? No. <laughs> One but, at a time. <laughs> Next song's called Offsides. <laughs> the world is full of broken promises. Learn not to make too many. Guard against things I might not keep. Hold my keys at the ready. And I don't want to go, but I always do And I don't want to go, cause I love you too Oh, I love you, I love you too Running from time, I'm running from age Getting on the train to turn a new page It'll be a new story Cause I'm the queen of those who can't decide the king 
Oh, the safe side, oh, that safe side It's not my side, it's off sides And I don't want to go Gets up, circles and lays back down. Cat in the window wears a wedding gown. Just as the bell rings, here comes the circus clown. Not by the queen of the pirates and the outlaws. You play the king of those who law abide. Oh, that safe side is not my side, it's offside. I wrote all these songs, but this song that I was going to play next, I didn't write. Is that okay to do? I think anything yeah. goes on Lover Radio. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if we can play cover. We don't play that many covers. Um, we. You like? Like. Every. We like. No, we. Even. Play. We even. Keep. A, K, the Sharks. ASCAP, CSAC, BMI. Wow. Okay. You do. You're doing it. You're doing it pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for having us. And this is a good place to pay because it's a great artist we're covering right now. So it's my little homage to what uh, Gillian Welch. It's called uh, Miss Ohio.
He's got his arms around her shoulder. He's a regimental soldier, yeah. Mama keeps pushing that wedding gown. She says, I want to do right, but not right now. Oh, me, oh, my. Would you look at me so oh, yeah. Riding around the rag, jump down. She says, I want to do right, but not right now. Yeah, I want to do right, but not right now. And I know all about it. Straighten it out somehow Cause I wanna do Kwame Copeland. We both live in the East Bay. Um, we're live on Lover Radio. Frank Moore's Shaman's Den, is that correct? Yes. Is that where we're at? We're in the den. <laughs> the den of shamans. It's a pretty good place to be. Um, uh, happy Father's Day to anybody listening out there. Um, who happens to be a father. Who happens to be a father. Well, it could be everybody who's being good father and those who survived their fathers. <laughs> it applies to everybody. Everybody has a father. <laughs> um, this next song is called Time. Could, um, were you saying something? No. Okay. <laughs> you ready, Kwame? Mm-hmm. I'm on the wrong place. Ah, that was a bad note. <laughs> Okay. All of a sudden things are falling. Wardrobe malfunction. (laughs) Scratchy surface. It's been there all along. Just like you saw past me. And I thought I was the only one, but time changes everything, spins you around and back again. Time is actually 
I walk is closed The power lines are down The bridge is out But there's water on the Next song is called Where You're Going. Here come. 
give you my hat Cause I want you To ever feel cold And life gets hard No matter the cards You rattle, you roll oh, You question your soul <laughs> We're all going similar directions in the <laughs> ultimately. Um, we're gonna do one more song for you today. It's called Turn It All Red. Yesterday's news Scratches and bruises Boy, oh, purple heart And turn it all red Turn it all red Red on blue Tassels through the doorway, glitter on skin, wrap a snake around your knee, scratches and bruises, boy, oh, and turn it on.
turn it on red, red on blue. So turn it red. It's all turn it red, red on blue. So turn. so much Frank and the lover radio yes appreciate your having us um do we need to do anything for the interview part Mr. Mm -hmm. that was your ask chairs if you want you want to sit down sure yeah yeah Can I uh, pull this out? Yeah. Okay. How about me? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you're good. Okay, come on. Thanks, whatever. Are these your cables? Uh, no, everything up there, my cable, my cable, I guess. I think we're setting up over here, right? In the usual spot? The guitar cables are Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, is or was or is well i mean i kind of was that's a big subject yeah and i'm not exactly i'm not exactly an expert but i actually was doing I, music i am here but this i i am g o good i am g o going d e deep That's great. Um, <laughs> um, well, actually, it was some other musicians that introduced me to Buddhism. So I happened to do a CD, uh, my first CD with a, a Buddhist, and I didn't. And they were practicing all the time, and um, and then some other friends were. I didn't uh, practice Nichiren's Buddhism, which is chanting Namyoho Renge Kyo, and it's pretty much chanting a part of the Lotus Sutra that says everybody's a Buddhist now, Buddha now, like you're Buddha now, I'm a Buddha now. In this lifetime, you can, you can, we all have Buddha nature and uh, it's not out there, it's now. So I really like that. And then it was everybody, men, women, plants, animals. What? No, I'm <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. You didn't say anything. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I was kind of struggling with my faith in general <laughs> in this crazy how? world how, how so um 
I just wasn't very happy, mm. and I was uh, not. Uh, Why? <laughs> oh, Why not? you're just going to the doctor. <laughs> 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 oh, you know, a lot of people had died. I'd had more than mm. one failed relationship. Mm. I was uh, um, just generally questioning it all because a lot of things had ended and you know now you know mm. things just continually start and end and it's all mm. one big mix and you go forward and you can even be happy in the worst of circumstances even if your minds mm. if you don't um, identify so much with the conditioned existence mm. around you right and um, uh, so I didn't have that lesson down and I just needed to practice mm. um, and study and, and realize that there was possible to be happy in almost any manner of circumstance um, through practice and study and faith. So, but yeah, I think it just a lot of loss had made me kind of sad. And C was there was this on in Cal- see oh, Cal- California? California? No, was this in C O L College? No, C O L Colorado. Was this in Colorado? Well, you know, in Colorado, I did get introduced to a lot of stuff there, but I didn't really. It was kind of slow getting in. Mm-hmm. I did definitely do. I was um, dabbling in a lot of different things and Buddhist stuff and Tibetan Buddhist mm-hmm. stuff. And I'd gone, taken, uh, studied some writing at the Naropa mm-hmm. College. And that was the first Buddhist accredited college. So I was just getting kind of understanding that Buddhism was a thing, even. And there was all sorts of different practices. Mm-hmm. and. And so there was a lot of things around me for many, many years, but I didn't kind of turn and face it mm. till um, I was back in California. Mm. Do, how, did, it, see, L, O, I, how did it click? Well, you know, I thought it was pretty smart and I'd been around and done a lot of things and traveled and I, I, you know, I thought like, okay, what haven't I done? And I still am not happy. What's the problem? (laughs) So maybe, it just maybe these friends of mine know something that I don't and it might be helpful to explore ways of doing things differently. So uh, I wasn't doing anything really terrible. I wasn't like you know, a drug addict or, you know, hurting anybody. I just was generally not kind of seeing the, that there was a light side to most everything. Not uh, e enjoying. Yeah. I mean, there's a concept called fundamental darkness that everybody has their fundamental darkness, which is their, ten- their negative tendencies. You know, our tendency, we all have our good side and then we have our, are most people maybe not you you know let's have we know maybe <laughs> maybe you're enlightened but uh G <laughs> O O good catch <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow a lot of people 
don't have uh, negative tendencies, in what, which in this Buddhism they call fundamental darkness. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like our, our kind of our Achilles heel mm -hmm. that tends to trip us up again and again. And it could be your blind side mm -hmm. even. Just, and somehow just questioning that or thinking different or practicing, in mm -hmm. this case it's chanting the Lotus Sutra, which is, you know, saying in so many words that you're the Buddha now. And uh, even just to, to change your mindset from total darkness to gray is a big improvement. <laughs> yes, yes. So if you act from that place, you're going to be more effective at your life. Mm. So, uh, and the closer, the brighter you get, the more effective you're going to be. But I can't, this is like a mm -hmm. daily practice because just because I know about it now doesn't mean I don't still need tons and tons of practice. <laughs> and more all the time, sometimes. <laughs> and how did yoga? Yoga is very, uh, I do Ashtanga yoga, which is a physical practice. Mm -hmm. So it's yoga historically is really just to get you to be able to sit down, to calm your mind and calm your body. And so some people don't need that either. <laughs> but uh, um, I was doing that first. I had, I had been an athlete. I had raced bikes. And kind of, the more, kind of the more you do things, like it's the more you realize that there's other things you can do to help your body. And I started doing yoga. And that Jen. started opening up all the meditation stuff. Oh. Jock? You were a jock? I was a jock. Not so much anymore. But I, uh, I do a lot of yoga now. I just pretty much do yoga and Buddhist stuff. Play music. <laughs> it's a good thing when it all works together. Do, no, do, how did you S T A start to W write music? Right. Oh, well, I was writing, <laughs> writing all my life. And I was writing. Actually, I wrote little song, little songs when I was little. <laughs> they didn't go too far. <laughs> um, but I uh, always wrote, read, read a lot, and wrote a lot, and listened a lot. And I was like, like, like what? Like what? what? <laughs> like writing what or l l reading what? A. K. A kid's song. You want to hear one of her kids' songs? <laughs> I don't have music to it, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm embarrassed, but it's about <laughs> it's cute. It's nothing wrong, but uh, it's about bakeries because I liked to bake when I was little. I still like to bake. <laughs> <laughs> it's called, and I wrote it, I remember, with my sister in, in the bathtub. <laughs> she transcribed it because I couldn't write yet. You really want me to sing it? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Where? Where? Oh, good, I'm getting off the hook. K. I. Kids. Where kids always. R. No. Uh, w. 
are right there songs in the bathtub that's where kids <laughs> always write their songs in the bathtub <laughs> I don't know but I don't have any kids but uh, I, I spent some time with a five year old this weekend he was starting to write some songs <laughs> um <laughs> you're wanting me to sing this song it's really short okay, okay. do you like baked goods <laughs> do you like baked goods I'm I'm uh, oh yeah I'm hedging well we're okay. all big baked goods fans oh, okay great <laughs> <laughs> I work in the bakery I make cakes and pies I work every day inside I make bear claws and wreaths and pancakes for a feast so come to my bakery every day and on your birthday when you can have anything you want be sure to come here <laughs> that's great that's my baking song wow i should probably great. write a chorus and a bridge <laughs> yes yes <laughs> for the expressing your fundamental <laughs> You like that song? <laughs> yes, yes. Why? E. M. Why embar? Why embarrassed? I don't know. I was like, I w I felt shy. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not embarrassed. I didn't. Just kind of, you know, young and silly. <laughs> Have. Have you ever be you know, H E heard of heard that song? Have you ever heard that song before? I've never heard that song, no. Yeah. That's a first for me. Though <laughs> so I did sing it at the Sour Cafe once. Oh did you? Yes. Because we were talking about our first song, so oh, I so a couple of people have heard it in uh, my adult life, <laughs> but it doesn't come. I don't sing it that often, so this is a, this is a rare occurrence. <laughs> do do you s t still bake? I do. Not all the time. I've been actually lately. I've been more like into unbaking, making like raw food things. But yeah, I get it's kind of like baking pie, is like the thing to do. And then uh, when I, it's like helpful for my like if I'm trying to work something out, <laughs> uh -huh. like to go bake something is really good. I yeah. blast the music and bake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny even. I was in India in the winter and um, for a few months for yoga and I studied voice too and um, I, I had one of the rare houses rentals that had a little oven in it like a little bitty oven so I'd bake and my friends like oh this is where you like if you're grumpy you go bake like when I'm like cogitating or troubled yeah. so it's kind of funny that I was even baking there because it's like not you don't bake in India. It's, like, mm. it's not really where they're at with desserts. <laughs> <laughs> what is I N 
F D India? What is India like? That's a big question. Um well, the part of India, the, I've only been to two parts, but uh, southern India and Mysore, and um, it's, you know, it's a country that's got aspects of the third world and the first world all in one big mix, and I kind of think that, um, I really like it, uh, that's the short answer, partly because I think the eastern cultures have, this is very simplistic, Deborah version of it uh bless you um kind of their minds are geared toward the collective kind of naturally you know the families don't really break apart so much and i mean you'll see families of five on scooters going by you know that's for example and and uh it's it's people kind of think in the collective term like it's, it's part of their family unit and things so so I think there's just more this inclusiveness mm -hmm. of mind, and um, I think that we're kind of more geared toward the individual. Mm -hmm. So it can be kind of a head scramble. Even traffic moves kind of in circles. It's all mm -hmm. one big chaos. It never really starts or stops. <laughs> and people just kind of like, you know, you're almost getting in crashes mm -hmm. all the time, but it kind of flows because people don't get, I mean, not that stuff doesn't happen there like anywhere else, but... There's just a different kind of way of working things out, like in circles or collective, and we're kind of linear, fast, and solo. Mm -hmm. And yes, so I think it's helpful to go train, retrain your brain in a different way. And then there's a very good yoga institute and yoga teacher there, so that's fun to go there for that. And all these different people from all over the world come, so you kind of, it's very collegiate at the same time. In my experience, and the food's great. Southern Indian food's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they're very open to all different kinds of faith. Like, it's like they have, like in Hinduism, they have all their chosen deities and Ganesha and Vishnu and Brahma. And, but then, you know, they like Santa Claus. So Santa Claus is cool. Bring him on. Or Jesus is cool. It's like, Buddha is cool. It's like, there's room for a lot more. Like, their mind doesn't separate things quite the way we do. I think mm. they can... There's a more acceptance of what we might be like contradiction or polar. Mm -hmm. And they're more like, oh, bring it on. <laughs> would, would you, R, E, read my, my poem? Oh. T R <laughs> tribal performance. Would you read one of Frank's poems? Uh, I think so. You're not going <laughs> to trick me into reading something I might not otherwise read. <laughs> oh. Sure, I'll read it. <laughs> I think it's in there. Do you it? know about. Oh, it's um, And then his writings binder. Do you know about the Jack Kerouac School of Disembodied Poetics? In Boulder, at Naropa? Yes. That's where I took some classes. And this is very beat poet. <laughs> Allen Ginsberg, Jack yes. Collum. Yes. You know Jack Collum? You remind me, like you might know him. Not on in person, but you know who he, you know of him. He had this whole thing, poetry everywhere. 
And he had a great writing practice. And he would go to Penny Lane Coffee House and he would write every day. And then he would give his poems away, too. And uh, did all this great writing in the schools and was a real fireball of creativity. I think you'd like Jack. I think it was from a TCR. Jack would like you. It's from a TCR. <laughs> okay. Um, I, K, E, kept, R, I, are you, running into, A, Allen Ginsberg. I saw Frank Al kept running into Allen Ginsberg. I saw him. Wow, that's cool. I saw him <laughs> only once, right shortly before he passed in Boulder, give a reading, and it was pretty amazing. But there was another teacher I had, Andrew Schelling, and we'd do this poetry in mountains and creeks, and we'd go for hikes, and he, would, he was into, the, he was more Tibetan poetist, but po poet, but he liked, or Tibetan Buddhist, he practiced, but he liked Basho, which was one of the great Japanese monk poets, I believe. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong out there, listeners. But <laughs> anyhow, so we had this whole thing, like the great, like the monks of Japan, there was this whole poetry, right? A lot of those poets, they would just hike and kind of like Rumi, you know, they were these yeah. ascetics. They were very spiritual, but they'd write this amazing verse. And so we'd go hike about the mountains and sit for tea and write. And years later, I ran into him in a museum. And he forgot my name, but he remembered that this bird had flown over my head once when we were writing poetry. So I like that. He's like, oh, yes, the Cooper's hawk. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> J, A, Jack, Michelin. Jack Michelin was, he lived around here. Okay. And so we knew him and did performance stuff with him. Very cool. Yeah. This is so tribal Frank's poetry. Po it's um, it's this is a heavy book. So I'm gonna okay, it and a heavy poem. <laughs> it starts there, and wow, it ends okay. there. Okay, here I go. Forgive me if I don't get the line breaks right. Tribal performance by Frank Moore. I am not interested in climbing up onto the altar of the stage in hiding behind the invisible fourth wall. I am not interested in dividing myself from the people, from the magic, from the tribal community. I am not interested in hiding behind masks or characters. I am not interested in doing monologues, standing alone and isolated under the spotlight. Not interested in being a cultural commentary. Not interested in being a lone artist, suffering alone, traveling around the land, chasing fame, or at least recognition, embittered that art doesn't pay. I am not interested in fucking you, the audience. I am not interested in just putting my cock into your body. I want much more than sex. I want to put my whole body into your body. I want to take your whole body into my body. I want our naked skin to melt together in touch. Our skin melted into an organ of tribal body. An organ of connection. An organ that brings everything within. I want to erase the false role of skin as a dividing line that separates you from me, the outside from within, the above from the below. I want us to be in a tribal body, in the state of community. I want us to be cozy, wrapped up into one another's bodies as parts of one body, rocking together. I am not talking symbolically or abstractly. I am not talking flashes or peak experiences. I am not talking about fractions of a second or seconds or minutes. I am talking about hours and days within this tribal body. 
within the magical reality of performances. I'm talking about physical reality that makes us sweat, makes us be turned on, a reality that we can touch and rub, a reality of human laughter and heavy sobs of true feeling, a reality which sticks onto our bodies, our naked tribal body, and gets carried out of the ritual space into the real world, real life infecting that outer world with the virus of new alternatives and new possibilities. But this tribal performance, this calling up of tribal body, tribal experience, tribal reality is much more possible when the performance comes out of a tribal life, when the tribal reality is not limited to the performance reality. Life on the road for an artist is lonely, isolating. This tends to infect both the artist and the art. And the fact of the matter is, Performance is a full-time occupation for a single body, and in cold practical reality, this occupation does not pay the artist. The artist has to be willing to pay the art for the privilege of doing it. This has always been true. This will not change. This places the artist who lives in only one body in an almost impossible situation, a situation that is only made livable by either magic or compromise, and compromise is death to both the art and the artist. But the artist who lives and creates within a tribal body, a tribal community, can perform many different tasks at once both in the art and in the mundane world. The tribal body can go to work to get money, do the art's office work, make the flyer, book tickets, all at the same time. This is also true for the inside the ritual of art and besides the tribal body has much more fun on the road. And that fun, joy, infects the art. I have a dream for the 90s. Should it be the aughts? The aughts. Or the yeah. tens? The tens. That we will see artists, bands, clans, carnivals, circuses, all self-contained tribal communities, roaming the country, doing art rituals. Yes, I have a dream. The night of the tribal bodies. <laughs> First published in New Observations, 1993, by Frank Moore. Thanks for sharing. Oh. That's it's heavy. That's all all your writing? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's not really all of it, but it's all that we collected. Well, it's all that we kind of have in use. We have trunks of older writing. A and we have books that aren't in there too. Oh, the the newest book? Like you pulling This is the one that just came out. Wow. Yeah, fancy. The art of a shaman, nice. Did you do the painting? That's, for, yeah, that's a self-portrait. That's yeah. amazing. Good for you. Serious stuff going on here. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Congratulations. How, what is your D A daily life like? Mm. <laughs> 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 um, I get up and I do yoga, and sometimes mm. I assist, and then I usually come home and I do some work, uh, freelance, doing some writing and communications work. 
what is that? He was, we were just going to ask her what kind of work. Yeah, so it's like I used to do a lot more writing for magazines. Now it's more helping people with whatever they're promoting. And then I um, can usually have the afternoon do a little music stuff or writing. And then I may or may not have a show in the evening. I may go for a walk. My friend sails here, so sometimes I'll dare get on the boat <laughs> and have, have dinner with friends or play music, go out for a show, or go see people play. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, that's kind of the day-to-day -day around here. Yoga, yoga stuff, Buddhist stuff, work stuff, music stuff. Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> With baking thrown in there. <laughs> I and and do and why do why do you P R P E why perform? Do why, why do, do you, perform? Why do you perform? I don't know if I have an answer to that. Probably to connect with other people. I like to sing. It's fun when it's really fun. Sharing, I guess. I and J U S just to do it and just to do it perform pretty much <laughs> it's a big adventure you definitely get out in the world in ways you normally wouldn't yeah. you know it's always something new yes I think you learn a lot about the world and by doing that <laughs> N E never and you never know you never what's know. gonna happen you never know what's gonna happen <laughs> like well we we've been doing a series at um temescal art center in okay. oakland for a couple of years we do it once a month mm -hmm. and um that's pretty much our conversation every time we're driving there i wonder what's going to happen <laughs> just like you have that sense of just having no idea is anybody going to show up you know who's going to show up what is it going to be like and in and in the case of this series that we're doing it doesn't um frank improvs the whole thing he oh, makes wow. it up based on who's there so you really like it's not even like you have like a form it's like he'll just start when people come in he'll say oh so how did you hear about this what attracted you and he mm -hmm. just kind of what do you do and mm -hmm. he builds a performance based on that and it's a three-hour performance each time wow that's like a contact improv <laughs> for dancers you know what that is yes and then yes. there's there's someone who, Anna, not Anna Hoffman, but Ruth Sapporo. Mm. She has something called Action Theater, 
And it was something like that where it's like you're just inviting what needs to come up to come up. <laughs> hey, Anna Halperin was one of Frank's inspirations oh, back in the 60s. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. Yes. yes. She is still still doing it. Still doing it, yeah. 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 Her Tamalpa Institute. I and in the R E no in the E eighties I M A made B I B I no you made a video about with Anna you mean? No, a video in the eighties you made a video V videos and oh put them in the closet. But yeah, we we made a lot of videos in the um in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. But there wasn't really anything to do with them, so we just we just made a list and put them in boxes and numbered the boxes and stuck them in a closet and lugged them around wherever we went. And now um between Frank's public access channel the internet and then we've just started mm -hmm. um a channel on vimeo okay and You're with vimeo in particular you know it has like a, a world audience mm -hmm. and you can actually see who's watching it and it's like mainly people from france and germany that wow. are just all of a sudden discovering frank and mm -hmm. what we do so i guess you're gonna have to go over to europe sometime <laughs> soon huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know what it would take but um you never know. It's, it's <laughs> fun. Um, K O I U Our T O Touring Days. Uh, maybe we did a l we did touring in yeah. the um eighties a lot and and some in the nineties too. Well, that's a good thing about you can do this video stuff anywhere. So that's what you can link up with your people anywhere. So that's great. Yeah, and the performances we do in Oakland, we put one of them up, and it's like gotten thousands of people watching it already. Like we put it up three days ago. So we're figuring, okay, that's that's great. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. We people think they have to oh no what what they're going like when we made all those videotapes we we didn't really get hung up on like shouldn't we be doing something with these tapes you know we just like we made them we enjoyed making them and we didn't think about if we didn't do something with them it wouldn't have been worth it b or why are we doing it we didn't think why are we doing this 
I think that's a lot of how we do things. <laughs> and then you're all sitting down the road going, I did that. <laughs> well, great. That's good they're getting out in the world. Yeah. Hmm. The will, will you, T, E, tell, A, R I E Ariel You Like Being On the show I will let her know Definitely She, S, P, S, O, so, that, she, will, M, A, make, M, O, more, A, Artists come on the show so that she will get more people to send you music. Um, no, see, um, <coughs> like with with other with other organizations and people, like their artists when their artists tour, they oh. hook them up with us so yeah. that they part of their tour can be being on the show. Oh, but I Frank see. hasn't been able to really communicate that with Ariel. I don't know that they she gets you know, what this uh, venue is about and how she could use it f to get her artist's work out. Oh, I see. She? There's probably a lot of people in the Bay Area that would do this, too. Yeah. I and, think. And B, A, bands. Yeah, like, it's pretty common for us to have bands have this be a date in their tour, with the, you know, from all over the world. Which you must like, yeah. Oh, it's fun. Because yeah. we don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we have a concert here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of artists. So I can definitely let people I know about it, too. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Is, is that a wrap? Where are you playing? Well, let's see what's next. Next, uh, actually, you might like this. Uh, next Saturday, there's the Laurel District Summer Solstice Festival. So there's a whole stretch of MacArthur has all music in all the places. Uh. So we're going to play really early at World Ground Cafe on Saturday. And then... Is that World Ground Cafe, is that the place? On MacArthur? You know that place? Yeah, that was the only place we've ever had police called on us. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? I've never played there before, but yeah. I'm... We were, um, it was for poetry, too. It wasn't even the performance art we do. Frank was booked there as a featured poet for a series. And um, the woman that booked us innocently, um, you know, show them, we were, the week that we were supposed, that we were scheduled to be the featured artist this um cover article came out on oh. frank and frank's work oh and it's a really good article and there's more pictures in there <laughs> that are that have nudity in them 
And so this, you know, cover was all over the corners, right? In the Bay Area, which we so thought was, was really, really cool. Crowded. Well, what happened was she told the owners, thinking they would be excited, mm-hmm. that just coincidentally, the week that this comes out is the week that Frank is featured at their place. And what happened instead was that they looked at that and um, I guess read it and wanted to, and we've got very uptight about the performance art Frank does and wanted to know exactly what Frank was going to do. And so she, she contacts us like really at the last minute and wants to know exactly what he's going to do. And so at a big, a B, a S, basic, Reading, um, R, U, rule, N, never, T, tell what you're going to do at a performance, a basic rule. Well, we're probably not going to get... I'm pretty predictable compared to you, I think. (laughs) Well, Frank just said to her, he said to the woman that had booked us, he said, I never tell people what I'm going to do. He said, but I'll tell you this, I always get asked back, which seemed like that should have told her something, you know, but she goes to the owners with this and they said, well, we don't want him. If he's not going to tell us what he's going to do. But you went anyhow. Well, we didn't find out that until Frank was in the car and we're ready to go. And I pick up his email one last time. And I said, oh, guess what? She just canceled. And Frank said, oh, no, we're going. Because we were going early to eat and hang out. Da, da, da. So we get there. And we get there before everybody. Before the woman who booked us. Before the owners. And we're there. And when the woman who booked us came, she completely freaked out. And started screaming at us. What are you oh, doing I'm here? So sorry. And oh, it was it was totally okay with us. <laughs> well, what happened was Frank. Um, Frank just um, he he tried to talk to her, but everybody was so freaked out, nobody would actually talk to Frank. And then the owners come in, and the woman told us that she was canceling if we wouldn't leave the building. This is like us just being there now with dinner. If we wouldn't leave the building, she was going to um, cancel the reading. So she canceled the reading. Meanwhile, you have this room full of poets. And so Frank says, well, if you canceled the reading and we have this room full of poets, let's all just start reading poetry together. <laughs> and so the first person to read was this woman that was in her 70s, a known poet in the Bay Area. That's when the police show up. And they manhandle her and physically drag her out of this cafe with her screaming and yelling. And me saying, would somebody please talk to Frank? Frank is the person this is all about. And um, we finally got a police officer to talk to Frank. None of the people that were involved in the cafe would talk to him. And um, Frank said, can I read poetry out on the sidewalk? And he said, well, you can't block their door. He said, well, if I don't block their door, well, you can't sit on their bench. If I don't sit on their bench, he goes, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and so then there were like, you know, a bunch of poets in the back who always like cheer on when Frank reads poems about like standing up to Hitler and standing up to censorship, all these kind of historical, you know, abstract things. Meanwhile, they're cowering in the back of the Aww. place. So Frank says to the police officer, can I go back and tell the poets that... Um, 
there's going to be a reading on the sidewalk. So, you know, the police are like, okay. You know, he kind of, once he starts talking to Frank, you know, he sees there's no, like, Frank is not this monster. So he goes, okay. You know, so he walks back with us. And they're all cowering. And they go, we're not with him. That's what they say. <laughs> we're not with him. It was so embarrassing. Because Frank said, what are you guys doing back here? The poetry is on the sidewalk. The poetry has been censored in the cafe. We're not with him. And so we, we read poetry out on the sidewalk while everybody in the cafe was holding this newspaper up reading because they wanted <laughs> to know what the hell is going on if this guy isn't allowed to read his poetry. Would So anyway, I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? I'll read? tell them you said hello. Oh, <laughs> would you read my poem? Oh, would you read the poem that Frank wrote about that night? Sure. sure. <laughs> okay. Do you remember what it was called? The, the night at the cafe ruined. Okay. <laughs> well, it's gonna be morning, and then we're going on tour at the northwest, and then uh, I'll be at Starry Plow on July 10th. So, did you get kicked out of the Starry Plow? <laughs> um, well, we do have a story about that, don't I'm we? Sure. <laughs> Starry plow? No, maybe not. And a poem. Okay, so that's the poem. Let me see where it ends. There it is. Okay. okay. Oh, my night at the cafe room. Frank Moore, February 25th, 2003. Oh, this poem is shit. I might as well be writing an essay like I told the cops when they asked me, Are you the, with those poets? Hey, Peter denied being with Jesus three times before the cock crowed. But they ain't no Jesus. Just poets whining about poetry being censored, being thrown out of the cafe because they wouldn't follow the house rules. To promise the poetry would not offend anybody. To give a warning of possibilities of offense so that earplugs could be inserted. Now I agree that the rules are fascist. Fascist. I never can say that word. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I told the cultural gatekeepers my opinion. I tried to be the voice of reason. Tried to mediate. I am a nice guy. After all, but the immature poets, obviously age ain't a sign of maturity, started reading poetry right here in the cafe after their permit had been revoked. Embarrassing. I mean, I was embarrassed. I started chatting loudly to drown out the forbidden words, to be not to be connected to the untouchables, actually yelling about censorship and freedom. Thank God the powers turned up the muzak. But the savages just screamed, Poetry! That's when I started writing my poem. After all, I am a poet. But my focus has been shaken by poets, being dragged very roughly across the floor, right in front of my table, and being booted outside. It's a wonder I can write at all. They have put armed police protection around the cafe as I write this. That's better. But still, the sounds of struggle outside invade the cafe, just like the sweet smoke gets into my house from the soap factory next door. Some fools say it's a death camp. Fools, no one would put a death camp in our neighborhood. Oh, Christ. The loonies are actually reading poetry outside in the bitter cold, right outside the big window, right next to my table. They are making <laughs> eyes at me, trying to make me feel guilty for being a poet, <laughs> sitting warm inside, sipping coffee, writing poetry. When poetry is locked out, well, it won't work. I just moved to another table. My back towards them. Don't they realize the real censors are right-wingers, Lady Bush, Helms, brown shirts with their blacklists? We nice, reasonable people aren't censors. We are artists and poets. After all, we are family. After all, we aren't the enemy. After all, 
and we will make you look like feeble-minded whiners if you dare come after one of us. The reasonable people. Damn, they are still out there. I can't leave. <laughs> Going through raw poetry between home and me. I'm trapped. Listening to Phil Oaks. Sitting on the jukebox. A small circle of friends. <laughs> Well, thanks, Good Frank. Reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tell everybody who you are again. So I'm Deborah Crooks. Um, I am a musician. I've been playing music and reading poetry of Frank Moore in his Shaman's Den. Uh, you can find out more about me at DebraCrooks.com. This has been Lover Radio, Love Underground Revolutionary Radio. Um, no, love, love underground, underground visionary <laughs> revolution. revolution. Yeah. In Berkeley, California. Yeah. I want to thank Kwame Copeland on the guitar. Hey. Um, thanks for having us. Hey. Have a great afternoon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>